Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present... The Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymoor, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. St. Pascal Balon I am the Father Superior of the Monastery at Montfort. I should like to tell you, in my own poor fashion, about the life of a young man who became very dear to me through his love of God and through his extraordinary humility and goodness. He was born on an Easter Sunday in the little town of Torre Hermosa in Aragon. His parents were poor, very poor but devout in their love of God. They died long before this shining soul had reached manhood, but he was made rich by their bequest of Christian teachings. But the son was not content, and though he labored as a simple shepherd in the employ of a certain Marcin Garcia, he added to his legacy of Christian knowledge by learning to read and to understand all he read of religious writings. Years passed, and then one day, a youth of twenty now, Pascal Balon stood atop a hill. 
watching the sheep below. He turned at the sound of someone approaching. Uh, good day to you, Pascal. Good day, Master. A very good day. How is it with the flock? Oh, fine, Master, fine. It's grown, too, since last you were here. Grown, Pascal? Aye, Master. Five new lambs. Five? Well, this is indeed good news. Ah, but I have news that is even better. And what news is that? The sheep that were ill, Master. They've all recovered. <laughs> the sheep were bound to recover. You give them such excellent care. I am a shepherd, Master, in your employ. It is only fair that I discharge my duties to the best of my ability. Of course, of course. And yet, Pascal, you mustn't completely deny yourself life's pleasures. I have the greatest pleasure life can possibly offer. By the great shining light of day, I lie upon this hilltop and read. You read? The Gospels, Master. And all I can find which was written of our Lord. And then when night falls... I look up at the stars and think over all that I've read. I think of him, of the life he lived for me, of the death he suffered for me. He seems very near. There are times when... Once, Master, I even... You were about to say that... that once? Go on, please. One morning... As I was watching the sheep, I heard the consecration bell ring from the church in the valley. The villagers had all assembled for Holy Mass. And I must confess that I wished that I were with them. I'm afraid I wept a little. And then, in a vision of gold and silver light, there appeared to me an angel of God, bearing in his hands the sacred host and offering. It was then I thought how wonderfully the blessed promise is kept. The promise, Pascal? Our Lord's promise. I will not leave you orphans. I will come unto you. And so, humbly grateful to God for his divine constancy, Pascal Balon strove to be as constant in his care of Senor Garcia's flock. And yet he did his best to watch over another flock, a flock which came to him by night and day, the eternal flock of Christ's blessed poor. I'm afraid that this is all that I have, only some bread. Oh. Gracias, gracias. And my prayers. I pray for you. Gracias, gracias. You've come a long way, then? I, a long way from south of Montfort in Valencia. Oh, believe me, my son. You remind me a little of them. Them? Those little poor men, the succulents. The succulents? Friars. You know, Franciscans. Yes, yes, I know. I've heard of them. They took me in, gave me this cloak, fed me as you have fed me and gave me to drink. And as I live, I, I swear 
They had not enough for themselves. The Sokolans. The Sokolans. Then at daybreak, Pascal went to the great house of his master. I've come to say goodbye, master. Goodbye, Pascal? Aye, master. This comes as a shock. I had no idea you were dissatisfied. Oh, I'm not dissatisfied. I never have been. And yet I've always known that one day I would leave you. No, no, I, I will not permit it. You can't refuse, master. It would be wrong. But you don't understand. I, I've kept it from you all these years because I wanted to be sure. Sure, master? I don't understand what you have kept from That for many years, in my heart, I have looked on you as my son. I have not told you so because I... Well, I wanted to be sure that you were indeed good, gentle, and loyal. I am sure now. And I promise, Pascal, my land, the flocks you tend, all that I have will be yours. I, I want you to be my son. No, Master, no. You will be my son, my heir, Pascal. No, Master. You refuse? I must refuse. I've no desire for riches, but a yearning for constant poverty. I've decided, Master, to go on to Montfort in Valencia, where I shall join the barefoot brothers of the little poor man of Assisi, the Franciscans, who call themselves Sokolans. So that's it. Yes, Master. Somehow I, I am not surprised. I think I've always known that you were destined for the religious life. I'm glad, in a way, to give unto God for his very own, my good and faithful servant. Thus it came about at the age of 20. Pascal Bailon came to Montfort. And at the gates of the monastery which stood in a desert-like solitude, his eyes clouded with tears of holy joy as he was bade a gentle welcome. The gates swung closed and a brown-robed friar led the way to my office. This was to be my first meeting with Pascal. Oh, I shall remember it always. He stood before me and a moment passed. A moment during which I looked deep into his eyes and felt as though I was looking into the innermost recesses of Pascal's purest heart. Your name, my son? Pascal, father. Pascal Balon. Yes. Why did you come here? A voice seemed to speak within me, saying, Go, Pascal, to Montfort. The Lord hath need of thee. And so you came here to us? To pledge myself to God. To serve him forevermore. Oh, I, I know, Father, I'm unworthy of the privilege. I have no special talent, nor anything to recommend me. Save humility, my son. Enter and be at peace with us in God. Thank you.
short time later, Pascal's sincerity established beyond all doubt. He was given the habit he was to wear and was admitted as a lay brother of the Order of St. Francis. In the years that followed, it was my joy to see Brother Pascal grow in religious stature. He asked and was given the meanest of all mean tasks. He discharged them and speedily. He had a singular devotion to the Blessed Virgin, whose intercession he never ceased to implore that he might be preserved from sin. And the holy sacrament of the altar was the object of his most tender devotion. And then, one day I sent for Pascal. Pascal, you have a rare gift for these things, a very rare and natural brilliance. And so I suggest that you put aside your other duties and go on to the priesthood. Priesthood? Oh, no, no, Father. Why do you shrink from so wonderful a calling? No, Father, no. Let me remain, I beg you, just as I am, Brother Pascal. So be it, then, Brother Pascal. I will not insist. From that time on, Brother Pascal never allowed himself any laxity in his church or cloister duties. He never had more than one habit, and that always threadbare. He walked without sandals. He was always content and cheerful and full of respect for all. And then again, I had occasion to summon him to my cell. You sent for me, Father? Yes, Brother Pascal, I, I sent for you. I, But sit down, won't you? Oh, thank you, Father. I sent for you, Brother Pascal, because I find it necessary to dispatch someone on a mission of extreme importance. And because the mission will be not only long and arduous, but most perilous as well. Father, let me go. You accept the mission? I do, Father, and gladly. But you don't know what it is, nor the danger that is involved. It is enough for me, Father, to know that under holy obedience, I may fulfill the wish of my superior. I see. Very well, Brother Pascal, you shall go. Thank you, Father. You will take certain documents I shall give you to the Father General of our order, who uh, at present is in Paris. Paris? A long way, Brother Pascal. More than a thousand miles, and each mile filled with danger. There is rebellion all through France, and all believers in the faith are in mortal danger of their lives. It's worst of all near Orléans, and because these documents must reach the Father General with all possible haste, your way must lead through Orléans, I know. And do you know also what that may mean? I think so, Father. And you still wish to go? I shall be ready, Father, within the hour. And I shall pray for you constantly. God speed you, Brother Pascal, and bless you. Mm -hmm.
urged by some of us to lay aside his worn brown habit that he might travel unmolested through those regions where the danger was greatest, Pascal refused and went forth unafraid, clothed as a man of God and trusting in him. Mile after mile of perilous traveling, he traveled northward into France, and step after weary step, he moved closer to danger. At first there were jeers, mere shouts and blasphemous maledictions, then sticks and jagged stones. But still Pascal pressed onward, from one village to the next, from one city to the next. He traveled by night and they followed him by torchlight. He ran through the forest and they seized him. Quiet! Quiet! Be still, I say! And now, my friend, a question or two. Who are you? What's your business here? I am, as you see, a man of God. My business is his. Uh, man of God. And a Franciscan, too, by that habit you're wearing. I, a Franciscan. Though all too unworthy of the habit you mentioned. Well, if that's the case, let us ease your conscience by tearing it from your back. Be still, be still. Well, holy man, what say you? Doesn't that make you feel better? I must confess that it does not. You're difficult to please. On the contrary, I'm very easily pleased. Then tell us, I pray, how can we please you? Let me go on. Let me continue my journey unmolested. Where are you going? To Paris. Paris, huh? Ever been there before? No, never. Oh, what a pity. It's really worth seeing. But I'm afraid you'll have to forego that pleasure. I don't understand. Well, you see, holy man, it's like this. We, my friends and I, have a particular aversion for Franciscan friars. And we usually stone them. Of course, we, uh, we might make an exception in your case. If you prove an exception. And how shall I prove... An exception. Admit it's nonsense. Childish nonsense. Admit it's a lie. That Christ himself is present in the bread of your Eucharist. Well, admit it. If I did, I would prove indeed an exception to those who believe in our Christian heritage. I have no desire to lie concerning the greatest truth of all. And so I repeat, in the words of St. John, and Jesus said... He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood abideth in me, and I in him. And they set upon him and stoned him. And they went away and left him there by the roadside, bruised and blooded. But life still stirred within him. And he crept away into the garden of a certain chateau. And there, all but fainting with the awful pain of his countless wounds, he groaned aloud. 
What's that? Who's there? Oh. For, forgive me. I, I didn't mean to startle you. It was just that I... What's the matter with you? Why don't... Hey, what has happened to you? Who are you? Man of God, as you can see, by what remains of my habit. A Franciscan. I, I, a Franciscan, I seek a place to rest for a short while until my strength comes back. No, no, you must leave at once. At once, do you hear before anyone else knows you're here? Mally? It's too late. My husband... Mally? Yes, Louis? Uh, it's about time you answered. I, I am sorry, Louis. I heard voices, a man's... Uh... Yes, this man's. Who is he? I don't know, Louis. I, I don't know. Don't lie to me. No, no. She speaks the truth. She doesn't know me. Except as a man of God. Oh. A man of God. Of the order of St. Francis. How very interesting. But tell me, what's happened to you? I was beaten. Stoned. They left me for dead. But you live. And you've come here to me to beg shelter of you, monsieur. Shelter for the night. I should go on, I know, but the pain is so great. Of course. <laughs> you know, this is really very amusing. Amusing? Monsieur? You escape death at the hands of a mob only to seek shelter at the hands of one who agrees with them. Then you... <laughs> Monsieur... <laughs> I told you it was amusing, but you mustn't let that trouble you. You shall have what you ask. Shelter. In the dungeon of my chateau. And so his body racked with pain, Pascal was thrown into the dungeon beneath the chateau. And there in a small, damp cell crawling with vermin through the long, dark hours of the night and of the day that followed and of the night that followed that day, Pascal wept and prayed. heaven, forgive me, for I have failed thee miserably. In my cowardice and selfishness, I considered only myself, my own discomfort. Because of a moment's pain, unlike thy son who suffered his even unto death, I forsook my mission that I might rest, rest. Let there never again be rest for me until I atone for this my sin. Give me strength, O oh God, to burst forth from this prison. Give me strength and courage to go on. Deliver me. What's that? Who's there? Who's there? I, I've come to set you free. I ever repay you. Pray for me and for my husband and for all of France that this evil will pass. Oh, I will with all my being. 
and with all my spirit after death. And so during life, Pascal Balon vowed eternal patronage of the Eucharistic truth. And so also was he delivered from the dungeon, that he might go on to complete the mission with which I had entrusted him. The mission that ended in Paris when the Father General of the Order accepted the documents I had sent from Montfort. A few days passed, and then again Pascal sought audience with the kindly Father General. I realize, of course, Father, that you're very busy, but there is something I wanted to ask you, and I hope I haven't disturbed you. Not at all, Brother Pascal, not at all. As a matter of fact, I was going to send for you, that I might rebuke you. I have noticed that you haven't been resting, but instead you've taken on the most difficult and lowliest tasks of all. Well, I won't have it. But, Father... No, 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 you must rest, Brother Pascal. The journey here must have been very difficult, I'm sure, despite your reluctance to discuss it. Your wounds are still not healed, and your arm... Let me look at it. I beg you, Father... You see, pain is still there. And it's my wish, Father... My prayer that it will remain with me as a constant reminder of my sin. Let there be no greater sin, and this earth will become another heaven. Well, tell me now, what is that something you wish to ask me? I don't know now that I dare. Well, of course you dare. What is it? I have so much time, Father, hanging heavily on my hands. I wondered if there weren't something I could do. Pascal, Pascal, do you not know that there are many servants of God in this world? And will you not leave them at least one little task? Forgive me, Father. No. No, forgive me instead. The envy I feel for the tirelessness of your blessed spirit. And so it was with Brother Pascal Balon. Throughout all the years that followed, all the years he filled to overflowing with shining little services, performed out of his boundless love of God. And then, in the year 1592, he fell ill, his face thinned and paled, and his eyes grew very dim. I am dying, I know. It is the end. And yet, the beginning. Soon, very soon, I shall see my Lord, my God, whose presence I have always acknowledged and loved in the Holy Eucharist. The Holy Eucharist. Oh, bring it to me once again now. And let me partake of it before I die. The food, the very breath of life, the body of my crucified Lord Jesus Christ.
I want to thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.